is the Stretch for Podcast, your weekly look at hoops, hip hop, culture, and life from me, Aaron Herzog. And from me, Keenan Willis. What's up? What's up, Keenan? I say, you know, it's our weekly look at hoops, hip hop, culture, and life. We did have a week off last week. We did. We did. I why, was. Uh, why was that? Uh, I was traveling. It's my fault. <laughs> uh, it's my fault. No one's I, fault. I I was traveling and and didn't make time while uh, while in New York City to uh, to sit down and Zoom with you for our weekly look at hoops, hip hop, culture, and life. But how dare you! I know, but I got a I got I got a life slash hoops related update from traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. I, I mean, you you were about to say something. To be fair, what I was, I was gonna say. To to be fair, I I didn't you know drive or train up to New York to oh yeah to do so, it in person. Know, those are we're both could, we're both at fault. That could have happened. We could have live streamed <laughs> an episode from the same location. Yeah. Um, but you know what? We didn't. I was too busy winning, winning a championship, Keenan. Yeah. Tell us was, about it. I was too busy winning the big Walkowski annual seventh annual big Walkowski three on three basketball tournament in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, New York city. Uh, the, for those who don't know, which is everyone, the, the big Walkowski is an annual three-on-three basketball tournament, mostly uh, comprised of comedians and then some comedian-adjacent folk uh, who are friends with the organizer, Joel Walkowski, a friend of mine, lives in New York. Um, He does this annually around his birthday, just as like he started it like seven years ago. The first one was in 2016 uh, as like a, uh, it's just like a thing to do, like a party for his birthday. I love that. It's it's a huge hang, uh, sixteen teams. Every t- it's wow. three on three tournament, but every team had five five players, so wow. every team had two subs. Uh, wow! So sixteen teams of five. Sixteen teams of five. Yeah, and then I could not get that many people for a birthday related event. People come out to watch too. There's a huge, uh, huge you know contingent on the sidelines of people who just come out to hang and watch. Wow. So the first one, the first one was my the last like few months of me living in New York, and I played in it. I was a captain. Uh, I got eliminated in the first round. Oof! And uh, yeah, and it hurt, and it hurt. Uh, and then <laughs> you took that personally. I took that personally. Yeah, I think uh, of the of the seven, I think I have participated in four or five of them. I'm trying to. I'm trying to fully remember. I flew back for the past three. So I flew back okay. this year, 2023, flew back in 2022, flew back in 2021. Uh, there was there was no tournament in 2020. I was and I think ask, this go through, yeah. Yeah, I think I flew back in 2019 as well. Uh, so I missed 2017, 2018. Um uh-huh. So I was I, I've been a captain, I think, four of the five years that I've been in it. I learned I because I, I learned how how important it is to be a captain because okay. three on okay. three and the, yeah. the scope of players is is wide. There are former D1 mm-hmm. players who play in this. 
There mm-hmm. are, and, and then there are guys who have never touched a basketball in their lives and don't have any, they don't know what they're doing. Gotcha. So if, gotcha. if you, if you're, so if you're not a captain, you are at the whim of who picks you. And if you, right. uh, so if you are like, it's a huge advantage to be a captain who can play. Yeah. 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 That's because huge. then you're at least getting like one other guy who can, who can play ball, you know? Right. Right. This is the, this, the second year in a row that I ended up with the first overall pick in the draft. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Which is Young huge. Sam Presti over here. Huge advantage. Last year I took uh last year I took a guy, great, great player, uh a guard, athletic, high energy, can score. Uh Ethan Simmons Patterson, very, very funny comedian. Look him up. I I uh everybody listening should should look up Ethan and as is is a is a, a great basketball player. He's someone he moved to New York very uh uh shortly before I moved out of New York. And he was a guy who I had played ball with him a couple of times. He was great to play with, had a lot of fun, super nice guy. And I was like, this is very funny. I told him this and I was like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's somewhat embarrassing, but it's very honest. When I, I was like, I have a new friend. I've met, you know, like Aww. a guy who I thought was like super nice. And then it's like, yeah. immediate, immediately I moved. Uh, and I was just like, well, I'm Damn. moving away. So I was very excited to be able to take him. Very worthy. He has been a, a multiple time uh overall number one draft pick so it was a very okay, worthy okay. pick we won our first round game and lost uh lost on a on a deep step back two in round two uh in a, in a hard fought second round game uh Ooh. so last year the first pick in the draft was uh was chosen by they were they just had numbers in balloons you picked a balloon popped it whatever the number was that's where you picked so i got one pure yeah. luck this nice. year, the this year the tournament was a um, was a charity event. We raised money for uh, wheelchair basketball league to get nice. some uh, to to buy someone a new athletic uh, wheelchair. We raised over five thousand dollars. Wow! Uh, yeah, Good for you. so Joel Joel put together a, a great uh, you know he's turned it from just like a fun thing to do for his birthday, and it's just like it's he's expanding it every year. Yeah. That's making awesome. it yeah now doing it for charity so to determine the uh the first pick in the draft or the draft order in general uh he had a three-point shootout uh one of the okay. wheelchair athletes shot three pointers for two minutes straight with rebounders uh two balls mm. two balls rebounders uh and you had to guess how many how many he would make closest mm, without okay. going over would get the number one overall pick keenan Let's get a pick. Let, let's get a pick from you. Two minutes two on the clock, minutes. two balls, rebounders. So you're pretty much shooting constantly. You're shooting once, once yeah, and every these, five seconds. I'm this is say. this is my exact line of thinking. You are going <laughs> down the same. Sh- your GPS uh, calculations, same as mine. I even, I was like five seconds is about right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. You're shooting roughly every it, five seconds. High level player too, so not just no high geeks off the street. Player. So we're we're good. about twenty four shots. How many are they gonna? Hit? Uncontested high level player. I'm gonna say fourteen is my pick. Enan, you would have tied me for number one pick. He hit exactly. Go. He hit exactly Go. fourteen. Go. 
which is what I get, which is what I guessed as well. Uh, one other nice. guy, one other guy guessed fourteen. Um, so we we had a, a gentleman's talk over who would get the number one overall pick, and he told me he was like, uh, he was like, "There's two guys I want to take. I'm happy with either one of them. You can take the first pick." So once nice. again, I I ended up with the number one overall pick in the draft. I took this guy. Uh, his name's Brian Booth, another com- another comedian in New York. Uh, he is a two-time defending champ of oh. the Big Walkowski. He was on the oh, winning okay. he he was on the winning team last year, and he was a like a guy who showed up the year before who not a lot of people knew and was like was really good. Uh, so last year when I had the first pick. Joel told me to take Brian and I did not listen to him. Took Ethan because I went with like the guy. I was like, this is the guy I want to and not not sad about sure. it at all. Happy to play sure. with Ethan. This year I was like, I'm going with Brian. I'm going, I'm going yeah. with Brian. And uh and he carried our team to victory. He <laughs> carried uh and you know what? Here's the thing though. Was a great he's the reason why I didn't take him last year is he's kind of a big guy. He's probably like six, four. He's just a little bit shorter than me. So I was like, I want a little bit more balance. I want a a small guy, but he plays, he handles the ball. Well, he, uh, apparently in his, uh, in his New York rec leagues, he plays point. Okay. So it really helped out. Love him. Love him big guard. Yeah. So he was the, uh, he was the, you know, kind of the main guy on our team. But then with the second, with my uh, second and third round picks, came back to me at snake drafts so it's fair you know if you're at the end you don't get stuck with like the last pick in every draft i was able to grab i was able to grab my friend pete kemple who was also a big guy big strong former d1 football player yeah Um, you got some size on this squad now yeah and then i took took my friend uh jake head who i've played with before good shooter uh knows the game well and then um very luckily uh at the end of the draft we only had four guys um, so we thought we were going into it with four people. And then Joel came up to me and he was like, Hey, do you only have four guys? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, this guy, Tiago, he's good. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a team. He didn't get drafted. He was in the bathroom during Tiago the draft. Splitter? No. Yeah. Tiago splitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, he joined our squad and was, mm. was great guard energy guy, hit a few threes, played great defense. So we had a great balance. Uh, a great balance team. Uh, Brian was the driving force of the offense, scored the vast majority of our points, but also knows how to play the game well as a team, as a team member, you know, great passing, worked off screens. Um, Pete and I set some great seals inside for him to like drive in and get some easy looks. Um, The team, the team we played in the chain, I'm still, I, I can't believe we won the championship game. Our first, our <laughs> yeah. first two, first two rounds, uh, were uh, pretty easy victories, I would say. And then the semifinals was a hard, harder fought victory. And then in the finals, we played what is the best team? It, it ended up being uh, the guy who had who tied me and gave me the first mm. pick and took the second round pick, who is probably six seven, six eight. Um, and okay. like very athletic, real decent size, yeah. like a, like a, like a slim athletic six, eight. Um, and then his first round pick, the guy he took former D one player who balled the hell he could do. Everybody was just talking about how good he was. They were like, whatever you yeah. give, whatever you give him, 
he'll take and he'll beat you. If you give him the shot, he'll hit shots. He was hitting threes. Right. He was like, he'll post you up if you put someone smaller on him. And he did. He's like, yeah. he was like my height. He's like six five. So he was just, he was one of the best players. He was one of the best players there. And then their third guy was also like a six three, super athletic, high energy, skilled player. And then they're yeah. Both of their subs could also play. They had nobody who like didn't know what to do on their team. Wow. And wow. they were, I would say they were definitely the favorite going into the game. They took a quick lead on us. They went up four nothing. Then we hit a two. Uh then I think it was like I think it was like eight to two or eight to three. They went up. And then we fought back, tied it, and ended up winning um winning on a two that Brian hit. We won 15 to 13. Uh, it was wow. a great play. It was a great play. There was a missed shot. Pete grabbed Pete had a hard fought rebound, kicked it out to me, who gave a little scoop pass into a pick for Brian, who hit the three. Wow. Well, it was we play, great. Are we playing ones and twos or twos and threes? Ones and twos, which I've got a okay. beef with. Okay. I hate ones and twos. <laughs> Can't stand yeah. ones and twos. I'll look I will use I will use that question as a as a transition into talking about how bad ones and twos is in in half court basketball or well, in so, pickup okay. in pickup basketball at all yeah i mean it 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 certainly incentive over incentivizes shooting threes i if, will say that it's as it's as if threes were fours yeah yeah yeah, I mean the the balance yes the the balance is crazy, i have said yeah. and it's also it's also make it take it so if you get hot and oh, your team makes a couple the, threes, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. oh it's over quickly. Those games yeah, are quick. Yeah. The games were to 15 this year. They have been to 11 in the past, which is too quick, which is Ooh, way yeah. too quick, especially ones yeah. and twos. Um, I would have thought for a championship game, you might have even gone to 21. Yeah. The, sometimes they've but extended I guess by that time, you're tired. Very tired. It also started to rain during the championship game. So conditions Ooh. conditions started to get a little slick, which might have helped okay. us. Okay. It might have it might have been to our advantage as like maybe. A, maybe. as a team that was maybe a little bit uh a little bit uh uh bigger boned than the other team. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Let's slow the game down a little bit. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's so much fun, such a fun time, raised a bunch of money for charity. Uh, and I, uh, and I, and I took home my first, my first championship with, with two really good friends and, uh, and a couple new good friends. Nice. Nice. That's you know, awesome. you win a chip, you become good friends. <laughs> That's how it works. Right? You know, you're, you're, you're friends for life. Once you win that championship together. Yeah. We're bonded. We're bonded forever. <laughs> And you know, Brian Brian is now kind of public enemy number one. The, the target's on his back. He's a three time yeah, wow. defending champ. Wow, man! But yeah, just a yeah, very was... solid, like you know, because three on three on three, the dynamic of your team. I mean, basketball in general, the dynamic of your team really matters. But you know, being able to yeah. like adjust, you know, switch on defense, make yeah. make like good decisions is. You know, especially when uh, make it take it is involved, and and yeah. runs can come fast and quick. Yeah, and it's, I think I think three on three, you I, you absolutely need everyone to at least know what they should be doing. Yeah, to talk like, through like switches on picks or step or yeah. you know, or if we're gonna hedge or like what we're doing and like yeah, it's like you can you can hide a guy in fives 
or or maybe even if you're playing a, a, an awkward four on four, you can hide a guy. Two on two, the defense can't leave them alone unless they're just completely useless. So yeah, like, three on three is is that's really where like you have to you have to play well uh, as a unit because you can't really hide anyone. Yeah, but there's enough there's enough help where you can you can really gum things up if you're not moving directly off ball. Yeah. I was I was absolutely beat at the end of the day. <laughs> playing playing four I I playing four games to fifteen. It was hard fought. It was hot. It was humid. I was yeah, I was yeah, tired yeah. as hell. I'm old. We had an old team too. Pete's forty seven. Brian's forty one. I'm well, I'm well. thirty nine. Uh Jake's probably like mid I don't know how old Jake is, but he's mid thirties. So we we took one home for the old folks at the at the tournament. <laughs> that's good, and that's tough on the blacktop too. Yeah, my knees. Tough on the Ooh. body. Yeah, Ooh, outdoor is... outdoor hooping. It's taking a pounding. I did. Yeah, uh, did I travel with my knee sleeves and ankle braces? You fucking know I did. <laughs> As you should. Yeah. You can't you can't play games at this point. Yeah, I'm not at the point where I like need to take Advil before I play, but Pete is. Oh. <laughs> that's real. That's real. <laughs> that's very that's very real. Uh, I'm not far away from that, probably. Yeah, just a pre a pre hoop Advil. Just, just you know, if if for nothing else, just to make you feel better mentally. Yeah. But yeah, just it's, a, it's yeah, a psychosomatic placebo, Advil. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Psychosomatic is that the is that the term? Sure. sure. Placebo. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know that either is technically being used completely properly because it's not a placebo. It is actually doing something. Um, uh, I'm I'm looking this up now. Psychosomatic caused by aggravated by a mental factor such as internal conflict or stress. Her doctor was convinced that most of Edith's problems were psychosomatic. So it's kind of the opposite. I said that, like psychosomatic is like if you believe your knee hurts, then your knee hurts. But I guess right, if you right. believe your knee doesn't hurt, then exactly. your knee doesn't I hurt. I, I think it works. I think it yeah. Works, yeah. Yeah. Did I ever, your your draft got me thinking. Did I ever tell you how my one fantasy football league uh, drafts every year? No. This is this is only my second year in this league, but um, I, I was invited in by my my good buddy Christian, um, and they simulate a Royal Rumble on uh, a WrestleMania video game. Video and game. Each guy okay. picks out three uh, wrestlers out of the hat Ooh. before the match, and then we just simulate the. Uh, the Royal Rumble. So as as folks are eliminated, um, you know we go in reverse order. So last person, very fun. One active gets the first pick. Yeah, it's fun to watch and like root uh, root on. Yeah, just a bunch of uh, CPU generated <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> yeah, especially with like, I guess it's I guess it's now like WWE Raw, but now I'm like I have no idea who any of these wrestlers were. If we go back to like some of the old oh, it's all like new. Okay, yeah, sure. uh -huh. yeah. I'm like, I have Big E. I don't know if that's good or not. I don't know if this. I don't know if this is positive or not. Well, and it, it, you know, there's like a there's luck involved there because you don't know when the guys are coming out. 
Exactly. Your guy can exactly. be the last, you, you know, the last guy, the last guy to come out for the rumble. Yeah. Like I, I ended up, uh, I ended up picking eighth this year and I was the first person to have three people uh, to have all of my people in the ring. So <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough. not, it's not good odds. No, no. Especially on a video game. Cause you know, in real life, Royal rumble, it's scripted. So you can, you can have those like, <laughs> you know, stone cold's the first guy to come out, but he's still the last man right. standing. Right, Sorry right, to ruin right. it for anyone who. <laughs> I mean, what's wondering. not scripted these days? It's hard to tell. Yeah. Most most sports, I don't know. There's a lot of just elements of like it's unbelievable. You saw I'm not saying uh, I believe that things are scripted. But, yeah. You saw Tom Brady's answer to that, right? When they asked him if the NFL was scripted. No, I don't think so. He said, Do you really think I would have went along with a script that had me losing to Eli Manning twice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a good point. That's a good point. Keenan, let's uh let's transition using that. Is uh, to to some to some topics that uh, our listeners might care about more than personal basketball news. <laughs> I don't see why they wouldn't care. Is the FIBA World Cup scripted? Is this is this just a is this just a precursor to get people interested? Have uh, have uh, bring out the That's stars. Bring out the stars for the Olympics next year. Get them all riled up and get people in. Uh, you know. Um, I'll tell you this. It's it's scripted in the sense of we are just going through the motions. Um, yeah, we being the U.S. Um, I mean, so it, this is like always the question when you you look at like nationalism in sports that are just like kind of dominated by by countries. It's like everyone else seems to care a little bit more about this than you do. Um, because this is your opportunity to win or like, you know, and you realize that everyone's building a team to beat one team. So like most of these guys have been playing together for years within their national programs. And then like the U S just cobbles together this group of folks that are willing to go this time. Uh, and then like trot them out for a couple of weeks and are like, yeah, get familiar with each other. But like, also you're not really showing all that much because you guys are going to go play against each other in the NBA, uh, you know, in a couple, in a couple of months. So just do what you can. I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a weird situation, but it, do I think that this is generating buzz? I think the only thing that generated buzz was Noah Lyles. Because if if Noah Lyles doesn't make comments about it, I don't know that anyone cares. Yeah, you know, like I don't know that anyone's paying attention to the People World Cup all that much. Other than, well, let me rephrase that: I don't know if in Americans the care. United States, yeah, yeah, that's I, don't know I mean, Americans care about it. That's what I was saying. Americans care about the Olympics; they don't care about the World Cup. So it's like, but like oh, we barely care about the Olympics. I mean, yeah, I mean, anymore we don't. But if, if anything, if on lose. an international <laughs> stage, yeah, uh huh. Sure. Sure. So it's like, oh, we'll sacrifice the feeble feeble World Cup, and then we'll bring bring the stars out next time. Yeah, we'll get yeah, we'll yeah. get one more I mean, run in for this like for this generation of big name stars. You know, LeBron, yeah. Curry, KD, yeah, whoever else is is maybe going to come out to avenge avenge the loss from the right 
Right. I what what I'll tell you what kind of scares me though, um, is that crew has everything to lose. Yeah, and not really that much to gain. I shouldn't say scares me because it's not my legacy that I'm worried about, but like for for a for a LeBron who seems to be leading the charge, um, you know, a guy that is like very outwardly concerned about legacy, it's a bold move. And I guess that's why you have to get Team America. If, like, bring if, every- you're, if you're gonna say I'm back, then you gotta bring everybody. Yeah. You got to You got to bring bring everybody with you because you're you know you're getting old. You can't you can't afford to lose. You know, like yeah, you you fall under exceptions to the NBA's uh, yeah. new rest <laughs> rules. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so you you're know, under an gotta, accepted class. Ex- yeah, <laughs> you're under protected class if you want to rest. Yeah. Here's yeah, one more note seat on the team bus for LeBron. Yeah, what one more note about international ball. After an entire summer of clowning on him, everybody's coming out to say that the United States needs to get Embiid on the team now. After a full summer of throwing this man under the bus, they're all like, "You know what the team needs? Embiid." My man's got what? 3 citizenships? I mean, yeah. Because he's got he he's cleared like, to play for France. Yeah, yeah. He, he could play for Cameroon, obviously. And do they? I, they, I mean, he, they don't have they don't have an Olympic qualifying team in Cameroon, though, I, do they? I do not think Cameroon would qualify. Um, you could probably sneak onto Nigeria's team, just based on the historic relationship between those two countries. But like, yeah, would you would you want to do that? Probably not. I mean, if Giannis um, if Giannis plays for Nigeria. <laughs> sure you could you could go that route yeah you could have Giannis and Embiid that'd be an interesting team I would yeah. probably want to join team France if I were him if I was trying to join a loaded lineup sure that's, I don't know have a... you ever have you ever heard Malcolm Gladwell's uh uh Nigeria theory no I don't think so it's just that all the all the greatest athletes in the world like are basically are basically Nigerian or like have Nigerian roots or like can trace their lineage <laughs> back to Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah, I I forget. I think he I think he might have talked about it on a Bill Simmons podcast or it might have been one of his his own podcasts, but he's basically trying he's he he tries to classify everyone who's great at sports as like should be Nigerian. He's just like they're they're all Nigerian no matter what country they're from, <laughs> no matter what sport they play. You know, and it like starts with Giannis because it's like, yeah, this makes sense. And then he goes, he goes off the rail. He goes like, like generations down the line, and like, you know, people who don't have like I mean, real direct, you know. I mean, it makes sense. Like we're you know, we're all we're all from Africa ultimately. Like, yeah, sure, yeah. In, I mean, yeah. He's just of, gonna say like everybody, yeah, cradle of civilization. He's just like, you know what the I get, I get, I mean, yeah. I guess that's technically East Africa, but like, it's gonna be like you know the, the Japanese yeah. sumo wrestlers. You know, t- I mean, life started in <laughs> it, 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 life started in Africa, yeah. so they're technically yeah. you know yeah. the, the sumo wrestlers. They're Nigerian. Yeah, I mean it's it it is it is impressive. Um, it is impressive. I'll say that. 
think about what could what could be you know team France though. You could have a you could have a French team where Wemby's playing the three. That's yeah, because of Rudy so, and 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 Joel and Embiid. Yeah, so like that's that's they basically crazy. they'd basically be that team that we beat in the three on three tournament. That's the equivalent. Exactly. There That's you, the equivalent. There you go. <laughs> all right. All right. I found uh I found like a, a text breakdown of this. Uh it's on Deadspin. Um so I'll, uh, okay, so this is from uh twenty eighteen. Um Malcolm Gladwell appeared on Bill Simmons podcast to advance the claim Nigerians would be the best possible basketball team composed of members of any one race. Oh god. <laughs> So that's what. So he class one classifies just Nigerian as any one race. Well, he hmm. he began by arguing that being Nigerian depended on the parent, the player's parents, country of origin, and then kept building from there. Uh, nobody ever offered a good explanation for why this conversation was happening. What a great comment! <laughs> oh man. Um, let's see here. Uh, I'm I'm now seeing the the background at least of how he, how he arrived at Nigeria. So, well, he said, first he said he had his, his 23 and me done and he's 23% Igbo, uh, which is the uh, dominant tribe in Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah, Um, so now he's saying that anyone from the, uh, uh, and that's where, uh, the black people, from West Indies, came from Nigeria or West Africa. So now he's saying, he says, I think you can legitimately claim anyone from the Car- Caribbean belongs in the Nigerian team. <laughs> so he's just casting I mean, that's, the the widest net possible. I, that's that's largely largely correct. Yeah. I mean, yes, true, but <laughs> it it's not how like I guess I guess he's not talking about Olympics. He's just talking about like genetic roots or something i mean sure. he's really close yeah, to getting yeah. out skull calipers here like that's that's really close <laughs> he's you know? just talking historic he's just talking historic it, historic uh roots i don't i don't think sure i don't i don't think this is the worst part of the conversation so he's saying clay thompson belongs on the team because his father's bahamian um sure. Jamaican. I'm trying to find more more players that he's trying to. So yeah, Joel Embiid. Uh, uh, he mentions Embiid. Point guard. Uh, where am I going to find a point guard uh, from sub-equatorial Africa, close to Nigeria? One of the greatest point guards of all time, Steve Nash. He brings Steve Nash into the fold because he was born in Johannesburg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. At one point That's not Simmons, quite how that works, Malcolm. Yeah. yeah. At one point, <laughs> Bill Simmons asks him, why don't you just call it African? Why is it Nigerian? And he said, Because the heart, the heart is Nigerian. <laughs> god. Wow. Malcolm Gladwell. Whoa. A real guy who a, a real guy who the more he talks, the more you realize he's not as great as you maybe once thought he was. He's <laughs> You understand that he's good at specific things. Yeah. <laughs> that I uh-huh. think I think that's something that that uh you let people talk enough they will reveal about themselves. Like people that are very good at specific things 
a lot of times people just assume, and especially I think academically, people will just assume, oh, they're just really smart. So I should trust their opinion a little more Yeah, on things that are really outside of their academic purview. Yeah. I mean, even... Even the even the books of his that I enjoy, you know, they're mm-hmm. always like, I'm going to take a theory and then uh, cherry pick anecdotes to prove this <laughs> yeah. theory throughout the the uh, throughout a book that I write. You know, he's just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say something wild and then just like cherry pick things that are going to kind of make you uh, side with me by the end of things. Which, like, to be honest, happens frequently. I think maybe he's just a little more transparent about it. That's true. Yeah, that is very true. And he also falls into like, and it probably has to do with his like, you know, he's like, I don't know how old he is at this point, but he's kind of like an old school journalist, like mentality Yeah, where he like 60. Yeah. Where he like doesn't take a side. So it's almost like, what are you trying to say? Like, have you ever read Blink? Have you ever read his book Blink? Where it's yeah. just like about like making like split second decisions, and it like is it like are you defending no, police? But... Are you defending police for like having a yeah, quick are, for shooting people you... too quick? Like he's not defending what are, what are them, really arguing here, but yeah. he's not not defending them. Like it's a real weird so, area. Yeah. So, are you familiar with uh, Andrew Huberman? Yes. Uh, uh-huh. the, the Huberman Labs. So this is kind of my take on him as well, um, but I think Gladwell has has much more of an agenda yeah. than, than Huberman. But like, I I kind of feel like Huber and and it's good for scientific things. To yes, kind of I was just facts. yeah, I was just, just going to say from facts. like a journalistic standpoint, from pure journalism, um, or pure uh, or pure science, though mm-hmm. that is how you're supposed to approach yeah. things we want we want to be unbiased and yeah i'm just going to present this is what happened but from like a like from like having a conversation about like it doesn't translate yeah. it doesn't doesn't so talk, translate yeah no. because because yeah. things aren't like yeah because because looking at society isn't like a scientific thing things are yeah. good or bad yeah, they yeah. affect people you're not trying to yeah. do a test without bias you're trying <laughs> right, to actually right. like see the way that things affect people's lives right 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 what is what is the actual impact not what is the the theoretical impact yeah what should be the theoretical impact yeah yeah that's that's why the people who you know like the the oh i'm just asking questions here or i'm just trying to see things on both sides are so annoying because it's like you're taking a a, uh concept from something else Mm -hmm. and applying it to to something where it should it doesn't really belong yeah and it's not it's not often without an agenda that's my thing like mm. don't pretend that you're that you're being you know non-biased and just oh like, yeah the, like you know don't it's like that meme this... it's like that scooby-doo meme where someone's going like i'm i'm neither i'm neither on the right or the left and they take the mask off and it just says like i don't know like the, the, the fascist or whatever you know what i mean like... <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah sometimes sometimes not choosing a side is choosing a side um i don't often i i don't i don't think that's often what's happening with huberman and i i, I want to make it clear I, yeah. I do think it works in his in his realm 
What is um, his? What is it? He's like a scientific background, right? He's like yeah, a he's, research he's, he's, he's scientist, I think. He's something scientific. Let me just look this up quickly. Um, is he at? But yeah, what? He's, he's at a, some he's university, I think. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a an associate professor of neurobiology at Stanford School of Medicine. That's right. Yeah. Um, what bugs me about Huberman actually isn't necessarily him; it's his fans. I think. Mm, yes. Or, yeah, he's one of those uh, classic classic cases. Yeah, because I think most more often than not, his fans don't respond to. I'm playing this down the middle and just presenting facts. They're taking a side. And then oftentimes I think incorrectly using his statements to them back up their point of view. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, no, that's not really what he was saying. So yeah, I don't know. If Cause they'll only look at a different example. Yeah. yeah. Cause if he's right down the middle, they're only taking yeah. the the half of what half he's of, looking at. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's my that's only what bugs me. I feel like more often than not, he is just serving to reinforce what a lot of his listeners want to believe, mm. and they're ignoring the other parts. That maybe I mean, that's that. that's like I don't know. I don't know if it's human nature, but that's kind of like what happens with like everything. You know how they've done studies oh, where certainly. like. Where like satire like doesn't actually work at all because it's either like preaching to the choir or people like believe like you know they did that they did that or thing about like yeah about like Stephen Colbert where like people on the like people yeah. on the right thought that Stephen Colbert was satirizing the left by being a by being a version yeah. of the right that the left thinks the right is right 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 yeah <laughs> and it's just like yeah, that's just, just... That is mental gymnastics to the. That, I couldn't yeah, even it, like get through it to explain it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you see, he's actually one of us because he's making fun of what they think we are. Yeah, and they yeah. don't get it, so we get to laugh at them, thinking that they're laughing at us. Yeah, something like that. Like that. Yeah, ridiculous. Ah. Uh... Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things uh, out there right now that like are afraid afraid to take a side or you know af afraid to like say what they really believe because uh, it's terrible. It's either terrible <laughs> and they don't want to <laughs> they don't want to say the the quiet part out loud, um, right? Or you know they're afraid to to lose audience members in one way or another, but that's not us. Right. We take yeah. our sides. We firmly plant our yeah. feet. Absolutely. Uh, while also recognizing the gray areas that is, th that are in life. That is why, that's why our uh, logo is yeah. gray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is, that is the reason. That is because the reason. we, you know, we take our we take our opinions where necessary, uh, but we also we also know that there is nuance. Uh, just like, uh, just like there's there's no gray area in the NBA uh, new rules about resting players. There's total. 
You're not allowed way to, to do way it. To stick that. That was good. That was good. You're not allowed um, to. You're not allowed to rest more than. Here's my question. They, you're not allowed to rest more than two stars in a given day. What's a star? Aren't they oh, all? No, we aren't all of them stars. I mean, they 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 did it. I appreciate that they did at least clearly define what a star is. Oh, what is it? Because I didn't I didn't see. Is it uh, like oh, some? There's, there's very specific criteria. I believe uh, it's if you were an all star or made an all NBA team within the last two years. There's only a handful. There's there's like forty people that this actually applies to. Okay. Um, one of which it it has to be more than two years though, or maybe it's the last two years that you played because Ben Simmons was on the list. Yeah, which I found funny. Um, but yeah, no, they 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 very specifically defined what a what a star is. Um, what what kills me is that like I would rather, well, not not I would rather I would respect Sil- uh, Adam Silverman more if he just came out and said what we all know to be true. Which is, hey, we're negotiating a new media deal. Yeah, we have a TV we need to deal. make sure as many stars are playing as constantly as possible to keep our ratings up. So, like, hey, guys, we don't really care about this either. Fuck those fans. But <gasps> yeah, we're trying to we're trying to make do, more let's money. Do this. Yeah, we're we're all gonna win here if you guys just like. I mean, that's suck it up for that's got to be how he sells it to the players, right? Like, hey, we're. We're trying to make them them billions here. The, you know yeah, the cap. Yeah, you yeah. know the cap's gonna go up. You're all gonna make more right. money. We win, you win. So let's 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 just all make some more money. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why if you're 35 years or older, you get the rules don't apply to you because you're gonna be out of the league <laughs> by the time this new. You're not gonna. <laughs> you're not gonna make that money anyway. You're not signing any contracts that are under this new CBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, yeah, under under the new. Uh, new tv deal i mean but yeah it's i don't know i I, i'm I'm kind of behind it i in theory i get it i i mean i don't like i i feel like we talked about this a little bit uh before like i get it if you're like you know and and the but it's very funny the hoop the the hurdles they have to jump to like put all these things because it's like all right you could rest guys in home games more often than you rest them on road games because like people are coming to road games to see you you as a star to see your team yeah Yeah. Uh, they're coming to see you they want to see you play the one the one part about it that i like really that i'm like okay that makes the most sense is like if you're sitting out just be visible be like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i i feel like that makes even more sense than like oh okay like there should just be like okay you could rest and you're not going to get fined for it but you got to do 30 minutes of pregame and 30 minutes of postgame like fan <laughs> autograph time right right like that's right, the yeah. rule that they should put you got to do you got to face to face with you fans know that's interesting that's interesting yeah if you don't play you got to do like you got to do an appearance like you're the easter bunny at the mall and then you could sell that. You could you could then sell that as a new ticket tier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's a like meet you and have greet. access. You have access to a meet and greet. Should one happen, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you you your seats come with access to that if there's someone yeah. that's sitting. 
or like an yeah. add-on an add-on you could do like an ad like if they're like hey lebron's like in, not playing lebron's game, not playing tonight yeah. yeah lebron's not playing tonight yeah. but if you want to get into the the meet and greet line extra 50 bucks or whatever right right there you go there's more revenue there's more revenue onto something yeah and then guys can rest you know rest as much as you want don't play. Just be a guy. <laughs> Basically, turn into a retired pro wrestler where you're just on the autograph circuit. Oh, oh man. Yeah, that's a, you know that's that's interesting. That's very interesting. I what what I what, what I've heard proposed and um, I've chatted about on on some some group threads here uh, this week too is just like if you. If you want to avoid this, because this this feels a little messy, because like uh, at this point, I, I feel like you can just like fake an injury. I was just gonna say um, it just and, opens and up the door. Avoid it. It opens up the door for more creative injury reports. You know, right, right. But let's just take what baseball does and move it over to to, to basketball. If you're gonna be injured and miss and miss a game, that's fine. But like, you got to go on the five day DL. You've got to go on the 10 Oh, okay. Up. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like, you can't, if you want to miss time, that's fine. If you're hurt, you, you miss time. That's fine. But like, you're going to be inactive. You're for inactive for time. this amount of time. Maybe we'll let you move one of your, you know, one of your G league guys up as an extra roster, roster spot, something like that. Um, and let's legitimize it. Cause I think that, that would actually prevent people from resting in games where they otherwise could play. Yeah. You know, cause like, it's like, all right, yeah, I might not care about this game, but I probably don't care about this game because I want to. Sorry. <laughs> uh, because I want to, you know, rest for another game. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, I'm, I'm more pumped for this game that's coming up next. Sorry, too bad. You, you're going to miss them both now. if you decide And there's, I, I mean, there's ways against uh, around any rule because the first thing I thought of with that sure. is just like, oh, well, you could like minutes restrict in a game. You know, like you could play in a game, but only play like 12 minutes, hold, you know. Hold, hold on one sec. Let me uh, I got to I got to take this call. Unfortunately. All right. I'm going to pause recording. We're back after a quick little break. Um, <laughs> we we're minutes restricted. That's what we were. We were we were uh, <laughs> we were we were indeed. we were resting. We were and uh, we put we put both stars from the stretch four podcast on uh, on a little break. Um, and now the league has find us. But yeah, that is the first thing I thought. Of. I thought of like this is just going to create like creative ways to do injury reports. Like if if like this is uh, yeah. this is the first one I thought of. Like if Sean Kemp was still in the league, he'd be on paternity leave all the time. <laughs> <laughs> He would be missing games for paternity leave, left and right. Left and right. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I am curious to see uh, what some of the most creative um, ways to, uh, to to miss a game are. I'm also curious to see, um, and this just pops in my head, um, how often James Harden tries to use this as leverage. Mm. Uh, if if Embiid is sitting, oh yeah, Harden says I'm sitting too, and it's going to cost you guys. Oh, he's going to try so to get much people money. Find 
Yeah, because it's like yeah. at the it's like a quarter million, and then like quarter mil half half one point two five maybe seven fifty. Yeah, it's something silly. Yeah, and then it goes up by but, after but, the third, yeah. it goes up by a million. So it's like one point two five, two point two five, three point two five, four point two five every time. Right. Right. Yeah. So it is given. There's it's, another potential point of uh, of leverage. Yeah, it's putting a lot of leverage in uh, in players who want out. Yeah, Dame can't do that though because I don't think there's any stars. No, there. there's no there's there's no other all stars on <laughs> in Portland and on the Blazers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Keenan, I think that is going to. I think we're going to minutes restrict this episode because uh, we've got <laughs> we've true. got a football game to watch and we've got we do we've got things to do. Yeah. So this episode is on a minutes restriction. Uh, we're going to wrap it up there. That's it for this week for the Stretch Four Podcast, your weekly look at hoops, hip hop, culture, and life. You know where to find us online at stretchforpod.com. Spread the word. Tell a friend. That's what we want. We want this to grow exponentially. Tell a friend. Tell a friend yeah. to tell a friend. And uh, and 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 we'll keep. You'll you'll be. You're at the top of the pyramid scheme then. You're at the top. <laughs> You're in right now. I mean, we're All at the, the top. Me and Keenan are at you. the top. But then, you know, if you tell a friend, they tell a friend, the pyramid keeps growing. You're up at the top. You're in You're in early. You're at the top of the pyramid. That's closest to God. Power of the pyramid. Yeah, so tell them about StretchForPod.com. Tell them to listen to the podcast. Tell them to, tell them to follow us on social media and to follow their hearts as they do not restrict their minutes of screen time and podcast listening every week and add about an hour to it <laughs> because they're listening to the stretch for podcast. <laughs>